Don't worry, Emily. I didn't hear that. Um, that's that's swearing. It was all off camera. You're good. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> welcome along to episode 109 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the journey of the guests' journey in business and entrepreneurship specifically diving deep into what makes them tick, how they got started on their journey, what drives their hunger for the hustle, not only now at the start, but what continues to later on. And we also like to get into the mindset of the business owner or entrepreneur. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome on the show today a lady who we connected around about a year ago through um, some training by the one and only Les Brown. And um, just side note, guys, um, we don't have the best connection today, so bear with us on that. We're hoping the universe is going to be kind to us. Um, so the video may drop in and out now and again, but I am pleased to say we will have the audio solidly all the way through. Emily, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. And let me, I hope I get your second name right. Emily Kalsha, is that right? Kalsha? Yes, Kalsha. You're quite right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and Emily has her own business, the Lunar Pumpkin Community, and I love the name of that. It's, uh, I want to get into how that came about a little bit later. Emily is a graduate astrologer of applied astrology and an intuitive tarot and oracle card reader. I'm really excited about that because it's the first time on the show today that I've ever, actually I've ever had an astrology reading and for it to go down right here on the show is just marvellous simply marvellous so i'm looking forward to that that coming together um so yes intuitive tarot and oracle card reader uh, and her it discovered and claimed her internal power um through les brown's power voice training program which happened last year which i was also a part of emily founded the lunar pumpkin community uh, planted in the darkness of oh, i love this it sounds so mystical planted in the darkness of new moon and with the faith that we'll see Sorry, let me re restart on that. Emily founded the Lunar Pumpkin Community, planted in the darkness of the new moon, with faith that we'll see the light of the sun each day. Beautiful, beautiful words. The full moon will appear at its peak of the lunar cycle, and we will wax and wane with the moon lovingly growing for our highest good. Emily utilizes the knowledge of astrology, the chakras, archetypes of the moon, and of the tarot to manifest her passions into reality and in her readings for clients. In this episode right here, we will be diving into applied astrology, tarot and oracle cards, moon so cycles and how they affect us. And also, like I said earlier at the start, we'll be doing a live astrology chart reading um, for myself. So I am really looking forward to that. Emily, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show. How are you this morning in sunny Portsmouth, if indeed it is sunny. Hmm. I think I've lost you there again, Emily. The connection is a little rough on this one, guys, so you're going to have to bear with us a little bit. Emily, can you hear me? Emily, can you hear me? Getting tumbleweed. That's no good. Hey, Emily, can you hear me? All right, well, I'm going to 
in the meantime, while we wait for Emily to come back into the fold, the universe is clearly not being very kind to us. Um, astrologer. Astrologer. I mean, as Emily, you can see behind her, she's got the whole astrology chart going on. And there's I don't really know much about astrology at all, which is part of the reason why I wanted to bring Emily onto this show. And also because I think that you it's not really the kind of conventional business you think of when you think of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. You're thinking of people who are kind of in business. And I know I've had a lot of those people in there and we've had a lot of people that work in mindset, a lot of coaches, a lot of speakers, which is kind of ties into how the whole thing started and got created. Um, so I wanted to bring Emily on because I don't think that many people know too much about astrology and about certainly tarot and oracle cards. And I don't. So of course I don't think that I know everything about anything at all. So I kind of gauge that you guys might not either. So that's why I brought Emily on. Emily, I've been filling and fluffing while you've been away. Emily, you are, you've been working on that connection. I think <laughs> I can see and hear, I can see and hear you now. Um, so, yeah, I, I gave you a bit of an introduction. The guys know what you do. You are in Portsmouth in the UK. How is your morning there? Uh, yes, my morning is early. <laughs> I don't often get up very early, but um, I do during the week. I'm up at ooh, like five-ish in the morning every weekday. <laughs> so um, it's an honour and a privilege to be with you. And of course, um, I had to get up for you. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it for the world. No, no, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> What do they say? Early to bed, early to rise, makes one healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, Come on, universe. Universe, stay with us. Yep, universe, stay with us. Stay, keep this connection good. Hey, if it cuts out again, oh, maybe just try. I love that. Where does that come from? Uh, what? Um, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who says that. If it, Hey, if it cuts out again, just jump on on your phone. You can click the same link through Messenger on your phone. It'll probably be better. All right. Maybe just do that. Okay. Try that. Try jumping out and then jump back in on your phone. Um, get the. Okay. All right. So. Okay. Cool. I'll I'll jump you out of here and then jump back in on your phone and we'll, we should be good. Oh, I need to turn the Wi-Fi back on there then, don't I? Okay. Um, no, just try doing it off your mobile signal, not the Wi-Fi. It'd be probably be better. Live, live technical um, fixes here, guys. Stick with us. This is what happens, you see, when you do a live podcast. Sometimes um, the universe is not kind to you, and sometimes the technology does not behave as it should. So, um, yeah, filling and fluffing to my best here, and um, we'll have. Emily back in a sec and when we do I'm just going to start from the top I reckon I'm going to start completely from the top on this one because um, technical issues it's been a bit of a drama but we will get there we will get there 
I know Emily has a fantastic story. I want to share that with all you guys. That's why I brought her on the show. So appreciate your patience. Please bear with us. I will be bringing Emily back in in a hot minute. And we will get underway with episode 109 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. In the meantime, I'm going to do a classic fluffing filling trick. And I'm sorry to do this. But tell us in the comments where you're watching from. Please tell us where in the world you are watching from. I would love to know. I'd love to know. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome back. Hey. Can you hear me? Emily, can you hear me? Nope. I really don't want to have to, but I think we might have to reschedule this one. I think we might have to run it again another time when the connection's better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is weird. It's a, there's a huge delay. Hmm. No. Can you hear me, Emily? No, it's not. No love. No love from the universe. All right. Let me see what I can do on the side here. Do, 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 do. No. All right, guys, we're going to have to count this episode. It's the first time I've had to do that because of um, connection issues, but look, it happens sometimes. So we'll count this one. We will come back with it stronger, better, and more fiery in the week. Um, I'll let all you guys know when it's going to be. Aha, right there, just as I said that. Hey. Uh, you just need to unmute yourself, and I think we're good. Uh, mute button at the bottom there on the little white box. Okay. There we go. Pretty in here. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Right, guys, I know we're 10 minutes in, and thank you for your patience if you've carried on watching all the way through. We're going to start from the top. Good. All right, folks. <laughs> Thanks for your patience at 11 minutes. Episode 109 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. Here it is live and direct from me in Melbourne, Australia. My guest, Emily Kalsha, over in Portsmouth in the UK. To you all around the world, wherever you are listening to this now live or later, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on board. Emily Kalsha is a graduate astrologer of applied astrology, an intuitive tarot and oracle card reader. She claimed her internal power through none other than Les Brown's Power Voice training program. Emily founded the Lunar Pumpkin Community, planted in the darkness of the new moon, with the faith that we'll see the light of the sun each new day. The full moon will appear at its peak of the lunar cycle, and we will wax and wane with the moon, lovingly growing for our highest good. Emily utilizes the knowledge, her knowledge of astrology, the chakras, 
and the archetypes of the moon and the tarot to manifest her passions into reality to reading for her clients and i'm actually going to be blessed to have a reading from emily today which i'm really looking forward to i've never had a reading astrology reading before and what a place to kickstart it but live to the world on the podcast Emily, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you along to the show. How are you today in what looks like behind you, sunny Portsmouth? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm good, thank you. Universe, you know, have our connection, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're good now. We're good. There's no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping us now. We're there you go. At least you sound back like that. Do like that. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Emily, let's get into it. Let's, you know, tell us a little bit about your story. What led you to start studying astrology and how did the Lunar Pumpkin community come to be? So I've always been quite intuitive in a way. I've um, grown up not far from an observatory, so you could go and see um, the night sky and that sort of thing. but as a lot of people have um i had quite a bit of trauma and things to contend with in my life growing up um had very loving family but um yes there were quite a few things that i had to work through um one of them being um depression from an early age um and um like our our mentor mr les brown um i also have a neurodiversity uh, which is called dyspraxia. So um, in my brain, I'd convinced myself growing up that I was stupid. Obviously, I realised over the years that's not the case. <laughs> and um, I got many different GCSEs, came out with nine GCSEs, which I felt was a huge achievement. Um, got through um, college, did a whole health studies, BTEC diploma, got a, a distinction on some of the um, topics, merits on others, came out with the equivalent of three Bs at A-level, thinking... Okay, so I'm not stupid after all. <laughs> I proved myself and everybody wrong. <laughs> um, but when it comes to um, astrology, um, I also have what's called um, inflammatory bowel disease, which is known as Crohn's as well. Um, and I was looking for a way to heal um, my body, um, particularly with its associated arthritis. Um, and I discovered that yoga was the first thing that I wanted to try. Um, there were lots of different teachers that I didn't quite gel with until I found um, Cassandra Reinhardt and her channel is called Yoga with Cassandra. And one of the things she was doing was a program called Lunar Yoga. And that really appealed to me. I thought, oh, I can work with the moon because whenever I looked up at the night sky and saw the moon, I realized there's something greater than me. And if there's something greater than me out there, um, that gives that inner peace, knowing that actually, if everything is connected to the world around me, and I'm still a part of it, I can't really go 100% wrong. <laughs> I have to be there within it. And it was kind of a grounding property. And also, if ever I had a big decision in life to make, I looked at the sun, and if there were angel rays, I knew I was on the right path. Um, you know, when the sun kind of comes through the clouds, <laughs> um, yeah. that direct beam, as it were. Um, the nice lunar yoga. Sorry? I said that's a lovely sign, isn't it? And it's a lovely sight as well whenever you see that. But to take that as a sign that you're on the right path and on the right track, that's a, that's a great thing. 
So when it came to the Lunar Yoga program, um, so that was um, doing more sort of uh, gentle flows when it comes to new moon. Is it new moons? Um, we have the opportunity to really go inward. We can't see the moon in the night sky and we're um, being more reflective. Our energy levels are likely slightly lower. Um, obviously not for everybody, but that is the general consensus a lot of people at that point. Um, we have the opportunity in the next couple of days or so to set an intention to work with. And then as it goes through the whole um, so 28 and a half days, 29 days um, cycle, um, we can work with our goals intuitively and take action steps, particularly when it comes to a week after the new moon, that's the first quarter moon. And then again, we've got another challenge to face nearer the end of the lunar cycle, just to sort of get through that completion stage. But yeah, the lunar yoga was what kind of helped me to um, realize that, oh, yes, um, it's really amazing for my joints and my muscles um, doing the yoga. Um, but also working with the moon was quite grounding for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm a big fan of yoga myself, actually. It's really helped me with flexibility and kind of lengthening those those muscles. You know, I'm quite a tall guy, so I've always been pretty flexible, but it's nice to just kind of explore that I find with the yoga as well and find yeah. your kind of your stretching points and, and get past them and become more flexible and more supple. And of course it's the you know the benefits to the mind as well in yoga or as well. You know, just the movement and getting into that flow. But I must say I've never heard it combined with Luna at all and i'd love to know like how does that actually work so are the flows based around the cycle of the moon at that time yeah so basically when i say it's the, if it's near the new moon you do something more gentle and it gets to the full moon being the peak of the lunar cycle you do something really quite active and vigorous so you might yeah. be doing say your um if you're into it, Ashtanga yoga, which is like the really kind of hardcore and people do like um, lots of inversions that hang themselves upside down or whatever. I don't do that, but yeah. I'll do something more active, more vinyasa flows and things. Um, yeah. But with its new moon, I'll do more of a yin um, yoga because that targets mm -hmm. the um, tissues rather than the muscles. Um, and you can hold a pose for a longer time and prop yourself up with loads of cushions, blankets, whatever. And it really gets into the emotional spectrum of things. So... For me, it's that balancing of um, the emotions as well as um, your actions and everything together. But yeah, I was quite gutted when the um, Lunar Yoga finished. So I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? And then um, I bought uh, one of um, the diaries from Yasmin Boland. Um, she's actually Australian herself. I think she grew up in Tasmania, but then she moved over to London and she's been a journalist um, for so many years. Um, and then was sort of resident astrologer for lots of um, UK magazines. And now she's um, got a book called Moonology. I've got her cards as well. And I kind of, I, I um, went to one of her webinars um, when I got one of her free charts. Um, and I thought, ah, oh, so, okay, I'm a Gemini rising. Um, I mean, for any astrologers out there, I'm, a Gemini sun, I'm a Gemini rising, and I've got a Capricorn moon. So I'm all up in the clouds and sort of 
um, <laughs> learning everything as much as I possibly can, talking um, loads and loads and loads, and then probably um, making people's ears ache. Um, but at the same time, I want all the I want to learn. I'm just like this little sponge of knowledge. Um, I want to learn everything. Um, but I can be quite scattered on timing. <laughs> so when it comes to timing, if you want me to show up somewhere on time, tell me like an hour or two before and then I'll be there. <laughs> but it's kind of um, if something's way in advance, oh, I've got all the time in the world. And then I, um, when I know that I've got a short time frame, then I really crack on and I don't stop because my Capricorn moon is that kind of that grounding earthy energy um, that keeps me in this world as it were rather than floating off into the heavens <laughs> so it's kind of tearing everything down to make sure with, that you're present i'm with you on that i mm. uh, you know i'd be interested to know maybe we'll know when we get into in the reading in a bit which ones of those i am because some of those traits that you said there you know particularly the hunger to learn and, and always talking and never really stop talking and just like um can be a little bit scattered sometimes for sure um so i'd yeah I'd, I'd like to some of those kind of align with me head in the clouds as well sometimes or is it sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's the safest place to be <laughs> yeah um i do have quite a few um sort of pisces placements as well so um we'll get on to a little bit anyway but um mm -hmm. in your reading but um for me um sort of jupiter's that big kind of um expansive planet um which tells us about personal growth and also it's that planet of lady luck so but also um deborah silverman who i trained under um in astrology she calls it father christmas because she said it's all everything um and if you're going to get luck you're going to get it in really big um, form just like it would be at christmas um, but then if you get things that aren't um what you want they're still going to expand anyway but you still need to kind of work out where the balance is within that balance yeah yeah balance. um the other big one we talk about a lot of is um saturn is that planet of karma so um it asks you to have those boundaries and structures to everything you do so mm. it's really that planet of purpose so those two i kind of relate quite a lot to but my my jupiter is it my, my joy and my big expansion of um everything is in Pisces, it's in the spiritual side of things, and it's kind of the deep water and um, sort of being slightly, um, I can be quite, what's the word? Um, I can go off um, and do my own thing and sort of shut the world out when I need to, sort of. Yeah, isolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good skill to have, isn't it, for the past uh, <laughs> year, year and a half, of being, being comfortable with yourself and. Oh, and yes. Being, Yes. perfect for me. <laughs> so one thing I want to um, just talk a little bit deeper into a couple of things you mentioned there. You said you know you got into the lunar yoga and you had some particular health problems, you know, which is Crohn's. Crohn's is you know, it's quite a serious health issue. And did you find it helped with that? Yes. Yeah. That's, That's really good. Really good. And then you thought, well, I'm inspired by you know I really dial into this whole lunar thing and you just stuck with it and then you know the, the, the lunar pumpkin community was born out of that where did the pumpkin part come from oh uh, <laughs> um so my husband um he's very sort of larger than life he's um a sagittarius and 
that is actually ruled by Jupiter. Um, he can be quite blunt, but he can also be absolutely hilarious. Um, it's got lots of fire energy. Um, and um, on, well, in astrology, we have lots of different axes. axes. Um, so you've got sort of the grand um, cross of a chart where you've got sort of your, your rising signs on that eastern horizon. So directly opposite that is um, your descendant, which can be sort of your your love line in lots of different things but then the other the top of your chart is all about your sort of reputation and then that lower part of your chart the um, nadir um is about your root and sort of where you are grounded in sort of yourself in that respect so within that um sort of cross of matter um your very much um that sort of forms the basis of um who you are in lots of different areas of your life if that makes sense yeah um, and then sort of from that rising sign at the eastern horizon i'll go into a little bit in a bit but um that um determines sort of where your houses start and everything um so your houses are your aspects of your life so um for instance, your, your first house is all about um, identity. But then if you go right, right through um, your fourth house is that starting of where you are from your family and the first tribe you create in life, um, going straight through to everything else. So from there, you sort of grow and grow and grow until you reach that the last house, the 12th house. Um, you've actually evolved through a lot through, through your life. So although they're kind of represented by the archetypes of so many things, um, there's kind of that natural progression, which everything, all the planets can follow and all any kind of um, interactions between that map, um, your natal chart, your map of you um, to the rest of your life happens. I hope I haven't confused you. I, I kind of, I go off on one with astrology sometimes and I kind of it's need okay. to. It's okay. It's, it's, it's a deep subject, right? You know, and we can yeah. probably spend many, many hours talking about um, it. So. My point was that um, where I light up and my sort of joy factor is the spirituality. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's evident. It plays out, you know, that you've chosen to do what you do and create a business from it. Mm. And, and it's healing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Healing's a big one, you know. We've, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it at the start that, you know, you'd had your own own traumas in life you have to deal with. And I think a lot of people have experienced trauma who've never had before in, in the past kind of 12, 18 months as a result of what's been going on and still does continue to go on, of course, throughout the world. So any, any way that you can help others and make a difference to them and help their healing is a beautiful thing. So I commend you for doing what you've done and going forth and making the commitment to help other people. I think that's... Um, a brilliant thing to do and it's not something that everyone would choose to do so good on you as i say in australia for doing that yeah it's been quite a learning curve of um, course it is no that's what that's what business is absolutely yeah in the sense that um a lot of my career i've been healing um but also in a way that sort of drains me whereas now i want to heal in a way that will yeah will build me back up but also it's showing that experience of 
oh, I've already grown through that. Actually, that'd be useful to let other people know, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Because you never know where somebody's at. There's always sort of a high and a low road of everything in life. And even as I was talking about sort of the archetypes of like planets and signs and etc. and how they play out with um, transits and what's happening now in the sky versus what you've already got, as it were, um, how that all plays out. There's always going to be um, the in-between and then the high and the low. And it's kind of knowing where somebody is and where they can get to, because we're all always learning and growing, all of us. And it's never sort of static, is it? No, it's never static. I think if you're, um, you know, when the student shows up, the teacher is ready to learn and vice versa, you know, and the teacher starts to, is ready to then show up. The student is often but not always there, but in both accounts, you have to always keep your heart and your mind open to learning. You know, you don't have to. If you do, I think life's a bit more beneficial. Oh, yes, totally. Mm-hmm. So what's been your kind of biggest challenges and biggest kind of wins that kind of moulded that question into one there, but like challenges and wins for since you started the business? Okay, so although I didn't say exactly when it started, I think it was um, June 2020 is when I was holding space for about 30 people. Um, I was doing Deepak Chopra's meditation challenge. And so he had a 21 day challenge um, that a yoga teacher that's quite local to me um, was sharing over WhatsApp. Um, so shout, shout out to Luke from LV Yoga. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I had said to him, I don't know whether I can do day five, which was sharing your group with other people. Um, so you're starting your own meditation group and sharing them. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. And he said, just do it anyway and see whether anyone shows up. So I thought, yeah. do you know what? I might say in Yasmin Bowden's community, um, I wonder if anyone wants to um, join me. I'm doing a meditation challenge. And I got so many people saying, oh, I do, I do, I do. And the time zones were a huge challenge. I was thinking, oh, well, WhatsApp and its capabilities and trying to um, make sure everybody's um, at a similar level. It's really hard. It is. I know that very well. So somebody suggested, oh, well, can you do this on YouTube or Facebook so we can just um, come in there? And that's when Luna Pumpkin was born. So, um Oh, I've just realised I didn't fully answer a question. Um, but basically, pumpkin was what my is what my husband calls me. <laughs> um, he tells ah. me I've a mini head um, because um, of like sort of scatter scatter brain tendencies at times or something. He'll say, "Oh, I told you that." Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, you did actually, because you told me this, and I tell him all the details of how he told me. But if he says, "Oh, um, I told you," I think, "Did you?" And then it, it's not until he says something I think, "Oh, actually, yes, you did." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so he calls me pumpkin but he says i have a tiny head and it's kind of the lunar pumpkin is um so the moon cycle bringing pumpkin to life in a way <laughs> um um manifesting with the moon is obviously my bag it's what i do and i think it's really beneficial to the world at large i think it is as well. I, think, I love the way you tied in that that personality you know to the name of the business it's great <laughs> but, yeah so yeah Luna Pumpkin was born from um 
sharing Deepak Chopra's challenge um, and being brave enough to hold space for over 30 people. Um, and a lot of people said that they found it inspiring. Um, and I thought, well, I'll just do a few daily plot blogs um, on what I'd learned at that point through reading Yasmin's diaries and um, the Gemini Rising webinar. Um, and when opportunities came up in the lockdown of, um, I think, I can't remember which one came first, whether it was um, the power voice or whether it was astrology. I think it was power voice. And I thought, ah, oh, right, okay. So I shared my speech um, of shoot for the moon. <laughs> um, I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> with terrible lighting because it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> but um, it was that point where I'd finally found my comfort in speaking my truth and realizing, do you know what? It's not perfect, but actually nobody's perfect. And it's better to share what I have and be brave enough to do so than to hold back and keep saying, well, what if? It's letting that um, monkey mind creep in at times and um, say, oh, but you should do this instead. Um, are you sure you're ready? <laughs> okay. Well, no, but if I'm not ready, and I'm never going to be ready. Let's give what I've got. Mm. And, um, Do what you can where you are with what you have, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And I love that Les Brown says, um, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And, and I thought, well, the stars are a lovely place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if you're into astrology, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> very true. Yeah, and I, I can see now, looking back, that why you connection you made between that and your speech yeah and then, and then so that you, you found that that enabled you to be able to not enabled but it, it kind of bolstered your confidence in and being able to hold space for others which you then led to with the presentation yes and then obviously that few months later um discovering um by chance on instagram um deborah silverman and realizing oh do you know what i'm still into astrology and it's now or never. I've already got my page and that's growing, you know, my Facebook page. So let's just try it. And went through both levels one and two during lockdown. Um, and was thinking, well, how am I going to fit in level three? So I just took a week off work and <laughs> it were, um, a few days. And um, I'm actually, oh, I'm doing a catch up uh, tomorrow with some of my, what I call my Astro family. <laughs> Um, some of us who also are in level three, I'm hosting, of course. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. I love that you've adopted, adopted the hosting role. You know, I think that you, um, you know, would you say that you're um, a natural leader, or it's just a skill that you've developed? Because clearly, you are. You know, I'm. Hmm. So I didn't think I was. Well, I, I, look, I, I, I only know you as well, as much as we've connected <laughs> previously. But I'm just. I'm led to. Th you are because you, you you adopt the leader role you did when you was holding space for others and mm. you were going to tomorrow in, in the kind of reconnection of your group i sort of fall into it if that makes sense mm. so if i'm around a lot of people that are quite shy i can feel their energy because i have that um high sensitivity so if i walk in a room i'll know um there's somebody in the room who's upset and i have to sort of ground myself in a few minutes to make sure that I'm not taken down with them. But then I realise, oh, what can I give them? And I'm not necessarily knowing exactly who it is until 
um, unless they make themselves known, but I can feel that something's going on in a room. And I'll try and give the room the sort of more uplifted energy, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if I see somebody who's quite shy and um, they're going through something, I just might literally just say, oh, you're all right. Do you want to talk about it? And if they do, then obviously um, I'll try and involve them if it's a group situation and just say, oh, that's all right. I'm making an idiot of myself every day. Don't worry. <laughs> it's OK. <laughs> so if I think you can do it. Yeah. Well, do you think um, we should get into the reading? Okay, let's go for it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Okay. Um, so, always in any reading, I always check that I've got chart details correct. And um, prior to us being live today, we did check. Um, I we won't fill your, okay. say your whole details, but um yes so we know that that's correct um so what i'd like to do um because astrology is all about oh you're right yeah I'm fine. um astrology is all about timing so i'd like to look at look, a few dates um with you um so can you remember um 2009 what that year was like for you so you might have been about 21. Yeah, it was it was uh, exciting and um, very outgoing, very outgoing. <laughs> you know, it was probably yeah, prime time to just be out partying a lot. And I would have been, would I have still been running an event? Yeah, I would have still been running my own events then as well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I would have actually, let me think, that would have, that was the year before I moved out of my mum's house. So, yeah, it was like a time of quite transition, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I want know. me to give more than that? Do I, do I need to give some more no, than that? Okay. Keep going. No, that's good. Um, so the dates I'm asking about might be about transitions in your life anyway. So, mm -hmm. yes, that is obviously says that your chart was starting to get activated at that point mm. which yeah it was a big, big, new, big new part of my life at that point and plus it was within your seven year cycle you know 17 7 14 21 <laughs> mm, yes mm. um another date would be 2017 can you remember what that year was like mm, yeah another time of transition because I moved to Australia and, oh no, yeah, do you know, I'll be honest, I can't remember too much from 2017, it was two years after I moved to Australia, um, but yeah, there was certainly not so much change happening, I've kind of become settled there in Australia since then, um, exploring the new things that I do believe actually that was the year I started my business. Yeah, so that would have been an important new challenges and changes for sure. And uh, yeah, so that's quite cool. Um, it's sort of settling into a bit of your purpose. Um, so the dates I was asking you about, I wouldn't necessarily tell everybody um, this, but the dates I was asking about were Saturn dates. And Saturn's all about purpose and 
it is about the transitions and boundaries so if you're following your Saturn um, then actually you're on track whereas if you're ignoring sort of the messages that are given to you it can be really tricky to go through but um, it sounds like you're you've been going through it quite quite well and obviously if it was slightly um, more um, what's the word um, slightly more challenging when it was when you were about 21 or so that's fair enough because that would have been one of your your first major dates um, mm -hmm. but yeah at your Saturn return um, it sounds like you were kind of mastering it a bit which is kind of cool <laughs> um, yeah. I think you're always trying to master life aren't you you are yes and every seven years or so yeah. you get this, that's where it comes from the phrase of the seven year itch yeah it's yeah. kind of okay am i on track if you're not you're going to be kicked back on track <laughs> yeah. and isn't seven years also the amount of time that it takes every single cell in the body to regenerate yes you kind of like there's like a, a rebirth kind of thing there yes and i think it kind of figures out of course as well do you think if you think every you know you're very different to who you are when you're seven to when you're 14 to who you are when you're 21 to when you're 27 and again 32 is that right yeah 32 so big kind of transitions and changes in life at that time mm, exactly mm. growth points right yes yeah i concur yeah definitely um so if we look a little bit at you um so your um virgo sun um and leo moon and libra rising I don't know what you know about any astrology or anything in between. Zero. Zero. I know what star, I know what star sign I am, and I read my horoscope occasionally. That's really all I know. So do you read Virgo then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your chart suggests to me that you're quite down to earth, um, quite meticulous with details and things. Um, but also quite other oriented so um, very much about your community um, feeds into who you are um, because you're wanting to be of service to your community um, and you see that sort of beauty and um, ritual in the everyday does that sound true for you it does all of it <laughs> um, that's kind of cool it's usually you never know where people are say you never know whether you're hitting the nail on the head or whatever yeah. <laughs> um, no, always like in any kind of reading i've done or or look into i've done and every time i've read like what a virgo is and what the typical traits are they all very much align with who i am yeah and not like who i am now but who i've always been as well you know like a core base yeah to me that the sun sign which is uh, people said the star sign in magazines and things but it's your sun your sun sign is what this the astrological name for it would be um yeah so um a lover of the outdoors um caring for either plants or animals perhaps um and as i say being in service is likely very important to you um what else um Oh yeah, obviously um, Virgo is an earth sign. So earth is all about our practicalities. Um, it's it's quite mellow, it, it's sort of slow to anger, it's uh, very grounded and um, 
yes, that sort of thing. Um, what else? Um, okay. Um, so do you find it hard to sort of switch off a stream of thoughts at all? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Very, very hard. That's why I'm so big on meditation. It helps me to be able to switch off. Say, yeah, going out in nature or meditating would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, nature's my key. It's something I've really missed, you know, um, lately because mm. we're still down here, have been for a minute, is mm. reconnecting with nature and have been able to get that disconnect, which just... You know, when you're away from noise, you don't hear it. Simple as that. Mm. Mm. Um, I think I'm, well, I can see this anyway, but you're obviously a very great networker. <laughs> but your chart is confirming that as well. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, See, so you're likely quite humanitarian in your approach and wanting to nourish and maintain um, the world around you to some extent. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I've always been service-based, wanting to serve others, you know, and also serving a cause that's greater than myself, um, which I believe, you know, that's the intent of this podcast and it will be a forthcoming project as a consequence of it. Yes. Mm. So to me, well, to me that comes to the purpose of humanity and it's sort of this evolution of humanity be always looking to be of service to connect to everything else and yeah. um, that's what i love about virgo because it always mm. naturally is in that alignment yeah so i can yeah. learn a lot from you <laughs> oh yeah definitely and sometimes you can do it too much though as a virgo you know you can be too empathic too compassionate i know that sounds very contradictory in the words that might be coming out of my mouth there but I think you can be, you, when it comes to the expense of yourself, you know, your service to others, yeah. you know, in, in the micro, that's fine, but when it, it can it can become a bit too much sometimes, you know. And, and what I mean by that is that sometimes if you, before yourself too much, it starts to, you lose power on your batteries, you know, and when you haven't got your batteries charged, you don't have energy to give out to anyone else. Mm, yeah. And it is something I battle with, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your moon. Um, so your moon is in Leo. And Leo is that sign that really wants to be seen and heard. Um, and when it comes to the moon, it's sort of our emotions and our inner world. Um, so if at any point you might feel that you're you're not being heard, you might want to make a little bit of noise. You might become a bit more sort of bossy. Can you see that in yourself? Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. fire's always got to be moving, and that's um, Leo is a fire sign, and you have so much fire in your chart, which is probably why you're quite successful. It's all that creativity and passion and drive. Mm. Um. Say, so, what have I said? Um. So to me, Moon and Leo is all about generosity, loyalty and that confidence in your self-expression um, is important. Um, so we've mentioned that. Um, I mean, have you always felt um, comfortable in expressing your needs, um, your sort of innermost personal needs and what you need to feel kind of comfortable um, in your life? 
No, because I didn't always understand what they were. Because I didn't always, you know, for the first 20, how old was I going to count Australia? For the first 27 years of my life, I never took quite time to reflect and align with what my needs were. And, you know, you said about being heard and seen, like even being heard and seen within yourself, that's the space mm -hmm. that I find what, what meditation and journaling is for me. Of course, it's all good and well to be heard and seen by others, but allowing, holding the space literally for yourself to be heard and seen and, yeah, figuring out what your needs are, you know, and what your needs are. Um, until you do that, I found personally that I found it quite hard to express with awareness at least what my needs were you know of course you can always do it quite flippantly and i guess somewhat naturally but yeah i find it like now because i know i know what they are because i take time to listen to my feelings yeah long, long answer but an honest one no no that's 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 beautiful because it's it's i say it's like that that earth and that fire coming together that fire can at times sort of burn too hot and obliterate things in its path but it can also be coming um coming back to inspiration creativity that little spark that we need to get going but the virgo um the earthy kind of side of things it's it can be sort of the analysis paralysis but it can also be the um the beauty and the holding space for for life to grow it's kind of if you balance those two you've you're at the high end of it that makes sense yeah, yeah so it, does. it sounds like you're you're doing quite quite well no it's taken yeah i mean sometimes i'm better than it than others but at least i do it and i have a practice and habit of doing it that's the key thing oh we all <laughs> we're yeah. human at the end of the day yes last time i checked i was human i believe so divine <laughs> <laughs> beings having a human experience yeah yeah um, okay, so we've covered some of that. Um, oh, yes, also, um, Leo speaks also to that inner child, and um, spending a lot of time with children can be quite a beneficial thing for you. I don't know whether that's something you do, but... Um, I mean, it's not, not something I do a whole lot of because... Um, why? Because I don't have that many friends that live near to me that have children, right? But uh, it's something I... I love doing i always always naturally am drawn to children and like this is going to sound weird but i'm even putting these two in the same category children and dogs like always naturally drawn to me and i'm always naturally drawn to them and we always get along really well but yes that, that's definitely right yeah it, it's that need to have fun basically yes. with your moon. Yeah. <laughs> i need to um you know i'm a very playful person you know mm. um i need to reconnect with my inner child yeah that's the thing isn't it sometimes when we're we're adults and we're in that rut race of life and um oh this needs to be done that needs to be done this is at that time that's at that time and you actually forget to to play and i think it's esther perel um who's quite a well-known therapist um she's a couples therapist um and she says that um she talks about eroticism, but not in the way that it has to be sort of lewd and um, overbearing or um, sort of highly sexual. She talks about it as actually, no, we need that balance. We need to feel alive. 
and that's mm -hmm. kind of that feel of it so it's um i don't know whether you get what i'm trying to get at there <laughs> so. yeah. um yeah we need to feel alive so yeah. um, a bit about your moon um okay so you're libra rising um and libra is that sign of balance justice and harmony and it wants peace at all costs um but being your rising sign it's you don't always know it if that makes sense um when people first meet you they'll probably see you as being quite um talkative liking the aesthetic of things um and then when they get to know you that's when they know know your son and they know um your sort of more virgo traits um but um so when people first meet you um they'll probably see you as quite a skillful communicator um and um, you have that potential as you sort of rise into it over your lifetime um, to keep building um, beautiful relationships. I don't mean just in sort of love or romance or whatever. Um, I mean throughout, whether it's business, whether it's people you meet on the streets, everybody, without losing the essence of who you are. Um, because, yeah, um, Libra can be quite flippant in that respect sometimes but it's a case of the high road of Libra is realising that the most important relationship is with yourself. And if you love yourself, everything else falls into place. Yeah, that's literally like my mantra. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, would you say you were quite a romantic? Yeah. And I find the right person to be romantic with. Although you shouldn't always connect romanticism to intimate relationships, right? You, no. can, be, you can be romantic in many ways, but yes, I would say that. Hmm. Um, so the, the little low road of um, Libra is the sort of people pleasing, but that can be the case for any of the air signs. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say I am a people pleaser. But not as much as I used to be. <laughs> You're growing into your own. <laughs> That's good. Um, and oh yeah, we've already discussed that. Okay, so what stands out in your chart um, is that you've got a lot of um, planets in your third house, and so your third house is all about communication um, and well, connecting with people. Um, it can be about your siblings as well. Um, but say you've got three or more planets we call that a stellium so you've got a stellium in your third house and your one is ruled by Sagittarius so again we're leaning back into the fire um, and it's the larger than life qualities um, so um, you're probably liking to talk about um, adventure and travel and philosophy when it comes to the sort of spectrum of conversations you like to have is that accurate very much so very much so i'm, I'm, I'm just saying just like just pause here i'm just finding this whole thing so fascinating it's like if it's almost like someone's written a book on my traits and then you're just reading it oh, wow. it's like, it's like yeah like 90 percent of the things that you're saying i feel like that's how it is Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't often get that in readings. I mean, 
Uh, I've done lots of friends and family, and obviously I'm trying to build this more as a business and I'd like paid clients and things, but um, thank you. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> it's just how I feel. It's, it's, yeah. um, so also um, one of the other things that stands out is that um, your sun actually squares your Saturn. So let me break that down. So as we're saying, that Saturn is like a purpose. And squares can be about challenges. But if you look at a challenge, challenges are there to help us grow. So they're not necessarily negative. There's nothing in the chart that's necessarily positive or negative. It's all in the application of how you deal with it. Um, so um, you may feel that you've faced a fair few challenges within necessarily your early life. Um, and felt a little bit unlucky in that set, sense um, um and i wonder whether you find yourself saying i should do this i should do this rather than um giving yourself a bit of a break because <laughs> that can be, can be quite hard in that respect <laughs> um yeah. the latter part i agree with um that I, I can be definitely very hard on myself and i'm always you know that life is a never-ending to-do list for me but that's because there's so many things we want to achieve and, and to achieve things you have to do things right? but yeah. Uh, yeah i don't i don't, don't align so i'd actually flip it the other way around that in my earlier life i really didn't have very many tr struggles or challenges at all um, yeah. so I don't agree. that's interesting isn't it just as i said it like it super aligns with all of me then there was a part that didn't so yeah. that's fine well, okay. not everything's going to land the same for everyone. True. Um, okay, what else? Um, so, oh, um, so you're um, what's called a, a trine, there's, um, which is the harmonious connections. You've got one between um, your moon, as you say, which is sort of your inner um, temperament and personal needs, but also um, with um, Saturn and Uranus. And so Uranus is kind of, it can be that um, change, that awakening of, um, it's, it can be quite, it can show up sort of surprises and unexpected events and things. Um, but uh, what was I gonna ask you? Um, so are you comfortable with um, processing um, a full spectrum of your emotions? Um, yeah, I am. That's often what um, I usually make a little bit of time to do that at the end of a meditation. Just check in with mm -hmm. the feelings, look behind them, look behind them, look behind them, look behind them until you get to the root, root emotion or, um, yeah, generally the root emotion. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, it always used to be though. I have to kind of train myself to do that. Mm. In fact, on my show, and a really good friend of mine, Dr. Yuri Chalmers, was the one who's a he's a. I have to get this right. A psychotherapist he is, and um, he, uh, he 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 really helped me out with learning how to listen to my own feelings and sit mm. with them, you know, whether they're comfortable or uncomfortable. Yes, because mm. actually, that. Um, there's less in the way of um, the element of water in your chart, and water, as I say, is all the um, range of emotions. But um, with your moon having that connection, 
I was kind of wondering how that landed. So it's kind of, yeah, it looks like you've done quite a bit of work there anyway. Um, I'm just interested, in any areas in your life that you're kind of wanting to um, develop, shall we say? It's <sighs> an interesting question. Um, honestly, I'd say I like I would like to develop more my and it's and it's probably due to this time my capacity to um, be a little bit more organised with all the things that I have going on. You know, I'm very good at dialing into one thing and, and organising that. And maybe it's just a case of having less things going on, right? But I'm very good at dialing into one thing and organising that. But when it comes to a multitude of things, um, sometimes I struggle to keep them all well balanced. Yeah, balanced, I guess, essentially. It's one thing I'd like to work on more. Mm, I guess sometimes it's kind of growing into that anyway, isn't it? Yeah, or finding people to help you with it, you know, which is mm, something I'm a lot more open to than I, than I used to be. Mm. Mm. Um, so what else do you have? Um, so you have what's called a, a cardinal T-square. Um, so in your chart, it, you'll probably see it as a, a red triangle. Um, and um, the cardinal energy is all about... Um, getting things started and it's about leadership and that sort of thing. Um, so the challenge is there. Um, it might show up as a bit of, sort of impatience or frustration at times. Um, but the beauty is that you come across as from what I can see and also in your chart, um, a natural enterprising person. So um, if you're already looking at um the the way that you show up and having all that kind of awareness um you're likely to start things off okay and keep them going the momentum of them but sometimes there might be a challenge in getting started do you, does that sound about right sometimes yeah particularly as of late yeah um but the re the release point of that um, is again coming back to feelings because it releases in the sign of cancer and cancer's about feelings in the family and I say that first tribe that we create in life um, so yeah if you're already working on sort of your emotional realm of things and you're having that deep awareness and taking that time out that time out is the key as you say um, to not be so busy 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 all the time yes. having time out then heals the rest of the balance of um, who you are and your potential in this life. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing because I used to be very, 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 very busy um, mm -hmm. and wasn't good at balancing. And then I went to a point that um, I just cut out a lot of things and it enabled, obviously, me to be easier at balancing things out. And then I... Um, started to lean more back into taking more things on and the balance got less so i guess there's two solutions i either find people that can help me share some of the load or i'll do less things and i don't think it's going to be the second one <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy just 
just enjoy projects. I enjoy, like for me, lots about projects and people, and um, I'll never stop making new ones. Oh, oh, that's so lovely. Um, I just see if there's anything else. Oh. Um, okay, so I want to give you a little sort of directive, practical takeaway. Um, so this incorporates, as I say, a bit of Saturn, but also what's called um, your North Node. Um, so your North Node is that kind of access point to your soul's growth. Um, so we've already discussed a lot of this already. Um, but the thing is, um, being comfortable in being blunt and honest, regardless of how people perceive you, but also taking that time out to be still to breathe, meditate, and journal. And giving yourself that full permission, as I say. Um, but I Thank think you. you're already doing it, which is quite reassuring. Thank you. Thank you. That's really, really helpful advice to me. And I'm definitely going to, um, I'm definitely going to follow it and take action on it. You're right. I've been doing some of it, but um, not to the capacity that I'm aware it needs to be done. Wow. And don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, we're all a work in progress, always learning and growing. I remember, I remember someone said to me, and I've said this many times, and I've said many more times because it's true. Um, again, my friend Yuri, I mention him a lot on the podcast because he's a really good friend of mine. But he said to me, you know, once you um, once you open this door to this room of personal development or you start driving down this road of personal development it's one that you can never close and that you know, never ends and i was like oh that sounds a bit scary i don't know about that but it, it, it's true it's true because you can you can always better your best i believe and when as and life is always constant one thing is constant is change and when you embrace that and change with it you know and evolve with it then personal development never changes it never ends sorry that's beautiful. <laughs> I hope that was okay for you. <laughs> that was good. That was really, um, excuse me, I've got an itchy nose. That was a really good, um, wholesome, and we've gone way over the hour, by the way, but I don't care because it's been fantastic. Oh. <laughs> I hope the guys have um, found it as interesting, uh, the audience have found it as interesting as I have, um, because it is really interesting. I think you're fantastic at what you do. Um, and I want you to just tell the guys where they can find you and connect with you if they would like to engage with you or or your or your services. I'm going to drop that in the comments and it will be on the show notes. But yeah, please tell the guys the guys on the audio will be able to hear later. Yeah. So um, my Facebook community is just called Lunar Pumpkin, um, and you'll see a giant pumpkin with the phases of the moon on it. <laughs> um, my husband actually made that for me, my um, my logo. Oh, wonderful. And he also oh. made my website, which is luna-pumpkin.com. I'm also on YouTube, also called Luna Pumpkin. Um, and yes, my, I've actually got what's called a snip feed um, link on the bio of my Instagram. And I've just put it on Facebook as well. So any kind of things that I'm working on, people can see that. And I actually put this on there the link um, to our hunger for the hustle talk so mm. you can see that wonderful um we've just had a gentleman here who wants to ask a question so we will um 
Just wait a second there to see what his question is. Lovely. Let's go for yeah. it. Let's. Let's, 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 let's. That might take a minute or so. <laughs> um, thanks. What's that? What is that? What's that? What's that cup? What's the moment? Oh, on it? Um, it's a triple moon um, goddess cup. Um, right. I got it from the Holistic Emporium on the Isle of Wight, actually. Oh, Isle of Wight. I've not been there in many years. I feel like, and, and don't please don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like there's probably lots, if not everything, in your house is kind of astrology related. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say not not everything or everything? Like if not everything, then many things. Many things. Yeah. Uh, just even in this room, I'll show you. Um, yeah. We have some amethyst. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Um, but that's just in this room. <laughs> um, the the dining room where I was earlier with them, um, the uh sun and um a depiction of the signs of the zodiac on um a cloth behind us what behind me um there's loads of crystals in that room and i've got some in the bedroom and then i'm wearing them as well so we've got black tourmaline um for protection and transmuting any negative energies um Beautiful. and i'm wearing a um emerald as well because that is associated a bit with them Gemini, um, and I've got Moonstone bracelet, <laughs> um, working with the moon, of course. Crystals everywhere. It reminds me, actually, shout out to my friend. I don't know if she's watching this. Uh, shout out to my friend, Tiffany. She is starting a business selling crystals here in Australia. I don't know if she was going to be interested in this podcast for that reason. The question that's come through, mm. I'm not sure how well this will play out, but I'm more than willing to mention it. Gentleman called Radha Gupta um, has asked, and I don't know because you're not really a psychic, right? I don't know how well you're going to be equipped to answer this, and, and certainly nor am I. But he's asked, Radha has, if possible, may I please ask if I will get the job offer from IBM and when I'm going to my final interview there soon? I don't know how you want to answer that, um, if you even can. Or... I kind of need to grab a deck. Um, is that okay? Go to... for it, please, yes. Let me just see. I have to go to the dining room while we were one minute. Yep, that's fine. So this is actually getting really, um, it's actually getting really interesting, guys. While while in these away, there, I'm just gonna. You can see the question that came up on the bottom there from Radha. And thanks, 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 good stuff. Thanks, the, uh, thanks, Radha, for the question. Really appreciate that. Um, and Emily's going to be back in a sec here with the welcome back, Em. Is that a what kind of um card deck are we working with here? Um, so is it a tarot or oracle cards? I've got oracle because oracle. Um, I dropped my tarot deck on the floor earlier, so I don't <laughs> want to spend too much time for it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put you on the full screen. I'm going to put you on the full screen there, so people can get the full impact. You'll still be able to hear me. But yeah, go ahead. We're going to going to answer this question at the bottom here for Radha. So. Rata, I'm just going to pull you one card from um, the Moonology deck um, to say where things are at the moment and what your potential energies might be at the moment. And then one card going forward for the action from the Seven Energies um, Oracle, which is by Clip Baron Reed. So let's see what we get. So what does Radha Gupta need to know? 
about this job offer for where he is at the moment. And we get um, this card. Okay, so prosperity lies ahead. It's a new moon in Taurus. Um, so new moon cards are all about new opportunities. So I'm not surprised that that came up for you. Um, and that is a very good message to say that prosperity lies ahead. Um, so you're likely feeling quite grounded and excited for this opportunity. And let's see what the card is that we get to say what an action step would be in order to, to make this a reality for you, make it practical. <laughs> jumped up okay willing release so to me just intuitively this would suggest that um you need to be willing to release any attachments to um past opportunities um that maybe haven't gone quite so well um and the numerology of the card um we've got it's 49 so And three, one makes four, so it's four. Um, so it's setting about your foundation. So um, if there's any practical steps that you can make um, so that they're towards your, um, that will actually set up the foundations for moving into this opportunity, um, go ahead and make those. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look at what Colette Baron reed says to see what energy it's in, whether it, what element it usually falls in. Uh, do I have her guidebook? I do. Um, so let's find out. Uh, card number 49. Just while you're doing that, um, Radha said he's, he said, oh, well, I'm a Taurus too. In, in, oh, brilliant. In, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's as though the card's new. <laughs> the synchronicities can be absolutely amazing. Forty-nine. Where are you? Okay, so she said that the key concepts about um, yielding to a divine plan, uh, releasing attachment to form, um, and if something isn't what you expected or wanting, um, leaving room for serendipity. So I think we've pretty much said that actually. So about making sure that you're not too attached to what has been and allowing that space for new opportunities to grow um, and just being open to having that energy there. I hope that's helpful to you and I think it's ultimately quite a good, a good feeling towards it. So I hope that all works out for you. The cards suggest it may. <laughs> Um, I hope so. He said um, he's very, very thankful. Let me just find the right comment here. He said thanks a lot, and he's even dropped a little love. Note. So yeah, <laughs> love, love back to you, Radha, and, and much love to you as well, Emily. I think you're great at what you do. I know you're, um, you know, looking to take more more clients on, and mm. uh, I have no. There you go. Thanks. Okay. I'm so really, glad. You know that's why. Um, that's exactly why you do it. You know to help people. 
So you've done that. Um, and there's another person on the side, Madhu, who's asked a question as well. But we are out of time, guys. I've got something I need to get onto after this. We've already run way over time. But I'll connect um, the other, I don't know if it's a lady or a gentleman, with you, Emily, um, and you can follow up with them. But I would just like to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks for patience guys i know the first 10 minutes were a bit um funky because we had some tech issues that's the beauty of a live podcast that's just how it goes but thank you so much to everyone listening if you want to reconnect with emily and uh, have your chart read or ask some questions to be ripped the cards yeah please uh, uh, drop some yeah. questions on them my um instagram on one of my posts and um if it's just a quick thing um i can answer those it's the option i say people resonate there's the option to donate quick fiver here and there if you fancy it or if something resonates but um by all means if you want a full reading um it's personal to you book through my website please beautiful there you go do it guys do it i've got some great value from that today and uh, i'll definitely be giving giving some love back um to you emily i'll work my way through the links on that site Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate you all, wherever you've been listening from around the world today, or if you're listening in the future. Today is the 25th of September. We are, wow, three months until Christmas, yeah? October, November, December, But look, much love, guys. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you all. The show is nothing without guests. So stay hungry, stay happy, stay healthy, and keep on bustling folks emily thanks so much for joining me and thanks everyone take care bye-bye